Hey everybody, it's Dylan God here. Just to let you know, this episode of the show talks about some murders and some assaults. So if you're not comfortable with that, listen to another episode. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to John and Dylan Online. I am Dylan Gott. I'm speaking. Who is this other guy here? My name is John. We met in, I'm going to say, I know exactly when it was. We met in the spring of 2009 at the Toronto Yuck Yucks. Uh, You were on Wednesdays with Julia Bruce and that white-haired gentleman who then it transpired had been on Wednesdays at Yuck Yucks for over a decade. And that was the first, that was my first bleak moment in comedy. That was, I was about, just about three years in. And that's the first time you open the abyss and you look in and go, oh, I could be one of these faces on the wall. That man it was very nice, and we Great all hated guy. him just because he was bad at comedy, and th- we shouldn't have. He was just no. a nice man who wasn't that good, and he had a yeah. day job, and it affected us not at all, but we were like, we're fucking in our mid-20s, and this is very important to us. Are we taking any risks to be successful? Fuck no. I mean, we were taking some. The amount of people that, the amount of, the amount of crazy people I spent my mid-20s with has really rubbed off of me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The amount of Kind of ragey alcoholics. I'm just, you know what I mean? Hey, when people ask what's it like to do comedy, and I was like, hey, I've met some of the greatest people in the world and eight pedophiles. And speaking of pedophiles, but mm. only of the human spirit, this week we're talking about <laughs> Nancy Grace. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this about Nancy Grace. I did 90 minutes of research, and I walked away hating her more than I've hated any human being ever in my entire life. And she has a tragic story. She has a tragic story. Nancy Grace is essentially if Batman, if Bruce Wayne, instead of becoming Batman became the shittiest version of the Joker instantaneously. That is so well put. Yes, it is truly. So for those of you that don't know, Nancy Grace, her origin story is she was a, a young woman with a young family and then literally exactly what John says, a random act of violence. Her husband gets shot and killed by a man on parole. And then Nancy Grace decides I'm going to destroy everyone who was convicted of a crime or even even people think might've done a crime. Are you associated with a crime? So were you near a crime? It would be like this. Nancy Grace declares war on this podcast, and her first thing to do is to go after my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like She's like, I hate crime. First thing I better do, go after the victim's families. So the first thing she does is um, she is a prosecutor in Fulton County, Georgia, and she does a lot of things. Um, most of them, when examined by ethics boards and a variety of police authorities, are immediately deemed, whoa, don't open that file or we're going to have to really? go to trial again. <laughs> okay, so there's a video about her exploits as a prosecutor because in the, and this is the, this is the crazy echo of OJ, is that. In this the, is the thing. After OJ, people started doing like court procedurals. I don't know how long the people no. court's been around. It's but also this. Nancy Grace hosted a show. She hosted uh, a show with Johnny Cochran, which was because they basically <laughs> wanted a charismatic counterpoint to the guy that made sure that the double murderer got uh, mm-hmm. uh, innocent. And so they went and got a crusading Southern prosecutor. And I assume it's because in the court TV executive meetings, they were like, this woman, they'll say it. And we want her to say it. 
Do I need to say the word? You know the word I'm thinking, everyone oh, here at yeah, the court. Like, like, here's the thing. Nancy Grace had one of her um, cases examined by um, a federal appeals judge in the opinion, uh, Judge William H. Pryor Jr., son of Richard Pryor Dillon. Sure. Yep, not true. Um, found that Grace played fast and loose with the core ethical rules in a triple murder, including withholding evidence and allowing a police detective to testify falsely under oath. The murder conviction was nonetheless upheld. So basically she's going around crazy. Well, here's the thing is she's framing, she's framing guilty people for the majority, but the implication is there's guaranteed some innocent people that got swept up in her crusading web because basically what she does is as soon as she hears you're associated with the case, you're the person that did it and she's going to fucking burn down your house. Like let me put this way. If this, I wish this woman had gone into cooking. Do you know how good the pizza this fucking woman would make? <laughs> well, all right. So she apparently is undefeated as a prosecutor. Now, I don't know if I believe that necessarily. That means I know what that means. Do you want to know what that means? Sure. It means she got a lot of plea bar- bargains. It's not that she did a lot of victories. It means that she negotiated a lot of pleas. So what she did is she portrayed the character of a crusading prosecutor. So you're very scared to go against her. And then you're going to take the plea agreement that she gives you because she'll burn your house down. She's going to fucking go crazy. She has this big ass reputation. You know what I'm saying? So she she builds this fucking Trojan horse. And we wouldn't scare. We go over here and that's how she gets that. And it's a strategy pioneered by Roy Cohn, the guy who put the oh, yeah. uh, Rosenbergs in jail, Trump's lawyer and the lawyer for the mob. Basically, yeah, um, got every, and Gotti's lawyer. No, he was never Gotti's lawyer. Are you fucked out of your mind? He was Gambino's lawyer. Oh, yes. Gambino's. So, but Nancy Grace, there's a really funny, there's like a nine minute long segment about Nancy Grace, most of the segment since it was in 1995 is just based around like, this chick is a lawyer. That's fucked. Oh, and no, then, no, no. It's also the tone of it's even better, which is this chick's a lawyer and she yells like a dude, which makes her cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the guy she's up against says, most lawyers, most female lawyers would be embarrassed to act like Nancy Grace does in the courtroom. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Also, I did not remember the hair being that bad. In the nineties, dude, her hair. Cause they're like, she has a perfectly manicured beehive. We'll put this under, uh, under the video in this. We'll try and do this, but she has a perfectly manicured beehive and the fucking, the shit is everywhere. Now look at us. I've never we seen some together locks. So we should be talking. First of all, we can talk about hair all we want. These, both of our haircuts are intentional. They're because of the <laughs> amount of tea yeah, we're doing. Is, we're fucking, what do you call it? We're Buddhists, and um, let's just say that we're not buying into this whole hair on the head thing. Uh, it's by the, the way, middle of the back that needs the hair. Dylan, I forgot to tell you, I'm a Buddhist with a B. <laughs> Nudist. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, fucking use that in your fucking sketches. Go ahead, Dylan. Nancy Grace was one of the hosts. One of Her first breakthrough was uh, as the host of Trial Heat. Trial Heat was initially um, also uh, co-hosted with Johnny Cochran. He left almost immediately. I assume because let's be totally honest, Nancy Grace said some real fucked up shit to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like well, he was going to be like, 97. She started hosting, and then everyone else is just kind of passing through. It looks like, except for Nancy Grace, who's fucking there, dude. She's fucking yeah. Because you also have to remember this is court TV. This is the rise of cable in the middle to late 90s. So it's all these like it's all these programs before people have figured out reruns and built up. Content. 
content. So it's like, you just have to have, it's basically cable was podcasts. If you just were yeah. adjacent to a thing, you got to be on cable. Are you a news anchor? No, but I one time tried to fight Stone Phillips in a Chili's. You got yourself <laughs> fucking like courts, like filming court court footage. Sorry, is free, so they just film that, and then you have people like Nancy Grace basically call out the lawyers who are making like whatever Dylan, a year Dylan, she's making. You are not nearly as sad as I am. Let me explain to you what Court TV was doing. You're overthinking it. What Court TV would specifically do after the OJ trial is just pay anything celebrity adjacent. And that's the trial that they would show. So you could, that's why we, we have footage of Jerry Garcia's estate trial, the Menendez brothers, like everything the Menendez brothers did was like microscopically filmed. Cause it wasn't just many trials. Court TV would pick one trial and focus in it like crazy, which is also why we have the rise of true crime. Because if you were a fucking latchkey kid, like this cool right here and your mom got cable when you were fucking 15 you just started watching true crime way too early. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, this is the other funny thing where it's like, once again, like you're saying about pot, like cable TV was podcast because like, um, Nancy Grace very clearly is like, they're like, Hey, we need to fill out this cable television. What do we do? Let's get a bunch of people with undiagnosed personality disorders and they'll just say shit. And Nancy Grace was, Oh yeah. The like, CNN, that regular lineup was like there was a guy named Jim Kramer who hosted a show named Mad Money where he would basically pretend to be an unhinged guy about stocks. So it's HLN. So it's very, you're exactly right. It's this weird amalgam show. Yeah. They had Jim Kramer, who was a guy, he was basically he was a on CNN proper. I, Jim Kramer was never on CNN money proper. No, 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 no. I remember watching him on CNN. Anyway. We'll look it up, someone else. Look it up, producer, one of us. Um, so Jim Cramer and Nancy Grace. Now, Jim Cramer, like I said, Jim Cramer seemed like he was like playing a character to make how boring the things were more interesting. Whereas Nancy Grace's POV was everyone accused is guilty. And in some cases, just flat like once she was good before Twitter, but once Twitter started taking off. Her use of hashtags just made real people's pain very funny. Oh, yes. I just to let you know, uh, we are both wrong. He's basically only ever been on CNBC. But your point, your broader point is made by that, which is it's all just people with either personality disorders or adjacent expertise briefly in a field become the voice of that field. Like Jim Cramer worked like in some hedge funds and was kind of bad because he clearly left the industry after being there on and off for 14 years to go into television. And then he becomes the face of what to buy and sell purely because he failed up into television. And Nancy Grace is like, she was possibly a half corrupt over prosecutorial asshole with a big personality. And now she's literally the voice of the voiceless. If voice is less meant people, she thinks who did the crime, but has no evidence of or just like straight up exploitive of people. I mean, her coup de gras, which I assume we'll be talking about later, is the Elizabeth Smart interview. Like that is just fucking Which one no, I mean she did she did cause two suicides. I'm gonna say the coup de gras is the fact that two different people were like, Well, time to go. Because <laughs> it's fun. Oh, you're talking about fun. Like when you could watch it and it's funny, not just like you, well, you I think don't think you were like where the results who committed suicide after Yeah, that. I'm looking for fucking I'm like listen, where I was raised there's W's and there's L's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you asked me for Nancy Grace's L's. 
I gave them to you. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. There's oh, that, was, oh, that was an L to you. All right, I thought you was misreading that. I thought you were just like, yeah, she showed up to the. No, it was an L. L flexing over the grave. I'll tell you this: it was an L for Nancy Grace. You know who it was a W for? You and me and the entertainment value of that Ooh, story. Double edged sword. Okay, so here are some hashtags she comes up with. Oh uh, fuck! I forgot then, about the hashtags. Talk about uh, the very sad things. The uh, Casey Anthony trial, I think, was Nancy Grace's best time because she was so right about that. Like Nancy Grace went fucking insane almost immediately and, and was that's the only time she was like so right. And Casey Anthony was also like obviously a sociopath. So she just was like, <laughs> no, I mean, the fact that they checked the Internet Explorer because the cops were not millennial, their cops were baby boomers and. They didn't think to check Google is fucking hilarious. That's it's so crazy. It's so, so fucking insane. you don't know, that's how basically Casey Anthony, they were looking for um, evidence like, okay, well, she was on Google. Did she kill the baby? Da, 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 da. And it was like, you know, there were no searches on Internet Explorer, so she didn't look it up. And then they later subpoenaed her Google search results, and it was like, how to get rid of a baby. Baby's crying. Can I kill it? No. Yeah. How about I do? I'm yeah. killing a baby. How do I do that fast? Like, are people cool if you kill your baby because you really wanted to bang? I my name is bang. Elizabeth Smart. I'm about to murder a baby. Just wanted you to know that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure that they just delete Google searches, so I'm going to fully confess to my crime right here. Hit enter and see if someone else has done the exact same thing. <laughs> Here's some fucking sick ass. All right. So when pe horrible people do horrible things, they find a quote from somewhere in the Bible that somehow makes it all okay. Hashtag hot for teacher. And then there's some good ones. Uh, hashtag teacher lap dance. Hashtag hots and tots. This wasn't a time. Where I'm assuming uh, hashtags. I was thinking about this because I was having a meeting with a social media manager. And one of the things they said, they were like, yeah, the algorithms are now like what you write is the hashtag before you had to hashtag it. So the algorithm could identify the search tags, you know what I'm saying? These technologies moved on. And it's so funny of like hashtags. That's going to be like, that's like what VHS tapes were at some point. It's like, we're going to like, you know what I mean? You can already see it. Like my mom's a big social media user. She leans heavy on the hashtag. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like a, that's an old person thing now is using hashtags. I think. All right. First of all, you ever call my mom old again, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you. Yeah, exactly. Your mom's young. Well, all right, that's weird in a different way. I'm going to say this. Nothing nothing makes you more of a parent than see like a hashtag is something that was so perfect to become a symbol of being out of touch because even using it when it was like the most on-brand modern thing looked so awkward and weird. Like it's really I'm really glad it's entering into the like it's going up there with bell bottoms and uh what's another re yeah, lights gone. under lights under cars check this out and this is the funny thing nancy grace will say like she has an interview with jim norton and sam roberts where she basically is like listen i'm trying to help victims get justice here's one of the tweets that helps victims get justice a lot of perfectly normal people murder their children hashtag baby and dryer <laughs> uh it's very good by the way she was saying i'm trying to get victims to get justice and that was in response to why did you lie about how the ultimate warrior died and then she said that I don't actually know if that's true, but that interview was so awkward and weird because literally they are before she comes on there. Like we cannot like, like Jim Norton's like, she's blocked me on Twitter. Why is she coming here? This is going to be so stupid. And then they are, and I credit to them. They are like 
somewhat journalistic and they try and be nice and slowly try and talk to her. But she literally acts like two people have not committed suicide after speaking to her. They don't act like she hasn't more than likely interrupted more than one investigation into a case because she's fucking um, impartial to jury pools and stuff like that. Like she's really negatively affected people's lives and has no idea. Like her, a bunch of staffers have done tell-alls about Nancy Grace. They're the greatest things to ever read because they're written by people with such rage that, that there's such levels of personal attack that you're they're literally like, I want this fucking bitch to sue me. Someone described her as a blank piece of paper when she's not wearing makeup. And yeah, I'm like, that was- oh, that's fucking mean. Well, that was because she wanted, I guess this person wanted to leave early. And then Nancy Grace was like, what are you going to get to a fucking orgy? <laughs> which is good, which I stand by. And I think it's fine. Yeah, it is weird. You always ask me that when I'm like, hey, can we do the podcast a little bit early? And you're always like, what are you going to go get fucked in a gangbang yeah, yeah. motherfucker? Which is like Nancy Grace. You can tell when she became a lawyer because that's definitely something an old lawyer would say if someone's like, hey, I got a my kids soccer games tonight. I can't work late. Oh, what are you going to do? Get your dick sucked in the park, you fucking gay lord. (laughs) She was like, that's how you deal with that. How you fucking do it. Yeah. Deal with what? Like the fact that I'm not seeing my kids. Yeah. You take it out on a subordinate. You don't see your kids. Kids are bad. Kids are only good when they're dead and you can talk about them on television. Do I want a naked man sliding his booty down an inflatable slide? Then my kids using that slide? I can't even think about it. Furby PJ party. That was a tweet. Also, can I just say this? How the fuck is there not a really good punk band called Pervy PJ party? <laughs> this reminds me of Facebook Marketplace, which I've been using a lot. And oh, reclaiming so- Facebook is the true social media after we talked about it. And um, there's a community group I'm in. And a person, there's been a string of attempted home invasions but it's canada so people can't break they're not strong enough to break the doors down so they just give up which i think is funny and um because i think with your first home invasion you think that breaking a door down is going to be a lot easier than it is so they kick it twice and they're like well i didn't prepare for this and then they just drive away um so there's like a lot of that and then one lady posted there's actually more crime than you think in this neighborhood and then uh, someone was like, well, what happened to you? It's perfect. And then she goes, people, have, some teenagers have been putting dog shit in the fucking ticket machine. So when you pay for a ticket to parking, you we stick it in and there's dog and you stick your hand in dog shit. That's awful. And that's and then that's as bad as a home invasion. But anyway, that, I got to tell I'm you, I'm the only one that ha 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 that one. Everyone else was like, that's very serious. I was like, no, it isn't. If anything, I see that and I'm like, oh, kids are getting out. Can you please add me to this group? I would like to. I I love every community group. I would like like to be. an events group in Barrie, Ontario. And the only event happening was Justin Trudeau is a fucking communist. And then then like that would get a bunch of likes. And then someone would be like, my band is playing. And everyone's like, buddy, this isn't about events anymore. I just want to say this. Can we please start taking over community events pages? We need to just bulk join community groups and make this whole podcast about breaking down the gossip that happens in this community group. Oh my God. Find me a community group. We're doing that next. That's our next episode is for taking a random community group. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast, please email Dylan and John online at gmail.com. If you're in a community group and you can let us in. We, I got one for us. I have got, we can go to my old apartments community group. It is fucking wild in there. There was a guy being accused of being a meth head. Oh, there's some fucking excellent shit on there. 
A lot of condo community groups are really good because it's someone's like, who's cleaning out the garbage trap? Someone keeps coming in there because <laughs> someone will just be like, I have nothing to do but fuck this fucking community group up. Well, the thing that's really interesting is that community group that was for my apartment, it went real wild in COVID because like, like there was about four months where no one lived in that apartment building. Like it was me and like 12 other people. That's fucking sick. And then a bunch of people moved out and then they just had to take whomever and then it got fucking nuts and to make more money they were just selling it out to like uh various like movie shoots and stuff like that my now girlfriend and i were coming back to my apartment and as we're walking up there were four fire trucks and looked like to be a dead body and a bunch of police everywhere and i was like what the fuck is fucking going on shooting a movie they were shooting a movie and i was just like (laughs) you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god is trying to kill everyone in my apartment building oh sweet no context for it you just fucking Kick the shit out of Keanu Reeves. Anyway, Nancy Grace, who I do believe is the best lawyer ever. She's yeah, you're probably gets, right. I can't look at. I looked it up once again. We're not reading books for this. I'm very sorry. If you, there's someone one day is going to do a very very good breakdown of Nancy Grace's like entire career or something, and we'll be the first people to listen. I have no idea how she got a television show. I can. I can explain it. I know how. Sure. I actually looked this up. The court TV was looking to pair Johnny Cochran with someone. And she appeared a lot on local news in Georgia. Georgia is where CNN is. So she was an aware personality for news producers because she filled news content. So they just found her for court TV because there was crossover in producers and production. It's I think the same company. I think it's time Warner. They got her to be the counterpoint to Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran soon left after that. She took over as the solo host, then became the face of court TV, then was poached by CNN. Cause again, she's Georgia. She's right there. She's in Atlanta poached broad and basically became the face of HLN and the engine of that show of that uh, network, which was this weird spinoff of CNN where Glenn Beck also came from. And it was like basically their version, their ability, their attempt to do Fox news without having Fox news shows on CNN was they had another network, which was basically as Dylan said earlier, people with personality disorders, the network. (laughs) Um, And what we're going to do, what I would love to do. Go ahead. Mr. Butthole is um, I'm going to show you the Elizabeth smart interview because it's good. Okay. This is this is the real preamble of what how the Elizabeth Smart interview comes out. Okay, so wait, which Elizabeth just to coordinate, which Elizabeth Smart interview are you talking about? Are you talking about the one where she wrongly accuses the guy? I'm talking about the Elizabeth Smart interview where she has Elizabeth Smart on. Oh, then we're talking about two separate things. I want to see this. You've never seen this. I have not seen this. It's good. All right. I so know about the, the I know. Here's the preamble. We Go ahead. in the middle of it because there's a complete transcript of this interview I've looked up. I don't know at what point she Elizabeth Smart comes on the Nancy Grace television show to basically talk about um a bill that her and Senator Orrin Hatch have thought oh up. Oh my god. That they are going to have tougher and more stringent laws on sexual predators. Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped and um one of the related videos in this from CNN was the title is Elizabeth Smart's days consisted of rape. So that's what we're talking about here is uh, someone who's been kidnapped at f- the age of 14 and then was found years later. Uh, you're, you're, you see my screen now? Yes. I see your screen. Just in context, while Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped, Nancy Grace uh, rose to fame um, because on court TV and Larry King live repeatedly, 
she claimed that Richard Ricci was the perpetrator of the Elizabeth Smart kidnapping uh, because he had been near her home and vaguely knew her parents. He eventually died in police custody, which um, Nancy Grace claimed that pointed to his guilt. It was later revealed after much investigation into Ricci that he had literally fuck all to do with anything involved with Elizabeth Smart. And it was a complete and total fucking waste of time. Absolutely because of just bullshit perpetrated by fucking Nancy Grace. So I thought it was that interview on Larry King where she's literally like, no, no, it was this guy. And Larry King for the only time is literally like, well, I've heard some other things actually now, now. So I can't believe Elizabeth Smart showed up. She's well, yeah, she did because this is Nancy Grace talked about Elizabeth Smart for years. And then she finally gets to talk to the person who she's exactly made a lot of money off of. Oh my God. This is the other thing about Nancy Grace is a lot of people, what they would do is uh, they would talk about something while having no information and not go into detail and not basically like Wolf Blitzer would do this a lot where like they talked about Anna Nicole Smith a lot and Anna Nicole Smith's dead death. But they wouldn't be like, this is what happened because you can't say anything that happened because it's CNN. But Nancy Grace will just be like, well, this might have happened. Basically, and she doesn't in the Jim and Sam interview, too. She just lawyers the shit out of people. We talked, we listened to David Stern talk to mm-hmm. Jim Rome, and he did the exact same thing. They just start being a lawyer at people, and they're like, I'm not saying it happened. I'm just talking about it. Okay. So here's Nancy Yeah, Grace. I'm not so saying. Keep in mind, Elizabeth Smart, victim of horrible assaults. Just wants to talk about a bill. Just before you hit it, I just oh, go ahead. Yep. I just want to give an example of lawyering in the specific case, just in case anyone's confused. It's like this. I'm not saying that Dylan fucks birds, but I am saying if someone was to be a bird fucker, they'd be named Dylan. <laughs> a lot of people with glasses have fucked birds. I'm just saying I'm not someone that has licked a lizard's pussy, but you can't prove that I have or have not, or have I? I don't know why you would want to prove you had done that, but yeah. Lawyered. When you first went missing, and literally hundreds of people were out looking for you, now we know you were being held captive not very far away from your home at all. Did you ever hear people calling out your name trying to find you? There was one time. At that moment, did you want to scream out, here I am, help me? I mean, of course, who wouldn't? How At that moment, when you knew people were looking for you, your parents were there, they were trying to find you, how did that make you feel? Is this a sketch? This is, yeah. Once the again, energies of these... just to talk about a bill. <laughs> these energies of these two people is so off-putting. It's so fucking insane. Well, she was like, I just want to talk about this bill. She's like, that's cool. Remember when Elizabeth- you were kidnapped? Yeah, your Elizabeth's your fucking family was there the whole time. That must yeah. have sucked anyway. Yeah, I have a question. Before you go to sleep, are you reminded of the fact of what all that could have happened to you that was bad could happen again to someone you <laughs> love or even you? You know, your mom had cancer and now that uh, type of cancer is completely curable by a pill. Is it bad that she didn't get the pill? Yeah. Um. Do you blame God or do you just assume you deserve that? <laughs> you know... I didn't know how big it was, and it was, it was good to know people were looking for me, but I, I felt so far away, you know, it just, it didn't really connect at that time, and, yeah. you know, and I think that 
And you were such a little girl, Elizabeth. I mean, you were just 14 years old. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to expect a, a little 14-year-old girl to react the way an adult might imagine they would react under those circumstances. You were afraid, I assume. I'm going to say this right now. Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. If they were in the same room, that yeah is preceded by getting up. That's a get up. That's a get up. And we're going to do something now. Yeah. That yeah. That yeah is usually, that is a, that is a end of the dinner. It's a Sunday. And your fucking 16 year old son has really been a piece of shit. And I got news for you. It's time to fucking scream. You know what I mean? Like that's a real, it's a real dad energy. Yeah. Like kind of comes off. Like she's like, can you explain to the viewers why you're so fucking dumb? You didn't save yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking crazy. And it goes on for. Yeah. (laughs) Did your kidnappers tell you they would hurt you or your family if you tried to get away? I like that because that's like, n- no, they were like, all right, leave if you want. Hey, um, this is basically what that question was. Hey, um, you know that really traumatic thing that you went through? Can you think about it right now? <laughs> I know you want to, like, <laughs> take a break from it, but uh, I don't. I, you know, <laughs> they did. And I really am here to support the bill and not to go into what, you know, what happened to me, what the whole, like, what is in my past because I'm not here to... What is that footage being shown on the other side? <laughs> oh, that's footage of her when she oh, was gotcha. captive. And I want you to push the bill through, and I want people to... There you go. She's like, I just want to talk over the bill, and Nancy's like, yeah, but I don't. Hear <laughs> yeah. her voice. Uh, when we take a look back, there is a shot of Elizabeth Smart, and here she is four years later, and frankly, it's a miracle that she was ever found. I... Do you have any comments about how she's forcing this? Look at that look like she's about to cry. She's gonna I gotta tell you, I gotta say this right now. Yeah. I want Elizabeth Smart should be shown to fighters of, hey, you need to figure out how to make your face look like that when you're walking into the ring. Because when it looks like that, everyone knows bitch about to get fucking lit up. Like that oh, is. Yeah, like fucking. Like, I don't, that's not hand. cry. That's. That's like lean across the table and just like, just, you know, when a woman uses the word cunt towards another woman and they're like, and there was no humor in it, like none, like, and you're just like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like one of those, you know what I mean? You know, a lot of people have seen shots of you wearing a burqa. How did you see out of that thing? <laughs> what the fuck? Wait a minute. What's no, going on? This is Nancy the going to... like, this fucking victim isn't giving me anything. I want yeah, you to cry. Um, Hey, uh, Elizabeth Smart, I just want to let you know, you were wearing a burqa. Does that mean that you did 9-11? Comments on holding your friend while they died. Was that sad? Yeah. Um, they say that sometimes because of your post-traumatic stress disorder, wind will actually trigger it because uh, you remember uh, how refreshing the breeze was right before uh, you were kidnapped. Some might say that that means that uh, freedom has been robbed from you forever. Would you agree with that? <laughs> you know, I'm really not going to talk about this at the, at this time. I mean, that's something I just don't even look back at. And I really, I really, to be frankly honest, I really don't appreciate you bringing all this up. I'm sorry, dear. I thought that you would speak out to other what victims. But you know what? No, 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 this was good. Go, go back, go back, go back. I understand a lot of victims. This is, this is the best line. 
bringing all this up. I'm sorry, dear. I thought that you would speak out to other victims, but you know what? I completely understand. A lot of victims don't want to talk about it and don't feel like talking about it. Let's talk about the bill. To Senator Hatch. Senator Hatch, you want to... Orrin Hatch was on the whole, call the whole time. I'm going to say this right now. I got, a couple, I got a couple of things to say. Okay, there's the uh, there's the CNN video, by the way, just featured right there. Elizabeth Smart's days consists of rape. Um, I'm going to say this right now. It's the wildest end of the video I've ever seen in my entire life. Basically, someone was like, hey, can you stop just showing? Like, it's basically Nancy Grace was like, I know that you wrote in a contract, do not show the color purple. And I am literally colored head to toe in the color purple. My set is purple. The chair is purple. I'm even making you eat purple grapes, but I want to let you know, I actually think this is more of a maroon man. Like can you imagine the equivalent to that is like walking up to someone who's been through that at a party, asking them a bunch of questions about it. And then turning to the third person that was there the whole time. Be like, Hey, Jay's suck. Huh? Like it's like <laughs> you just talk about some of the worst trauma that someone's been through and just be like, Oh, sorry. There was this person here the whole time. Whatever. I also like that. She throws it back at her. Oh, I thought that you'd like to be an example to the other people that were kidnapped and forced to wear burkas. Oh, but I guess dude. you're very selfish. Yeah, I didn't realize it was the selfish anything. hour. I thought it was Nancy Grace's show. I was confused. <laughs> it says Nancy Grace, not Elizabeth Smart. Ask the Do you know who I know would hate us? Do you know who I know who would fucking hate us? Like, I guarantee Nancy Grace. I, Jim and Shane was 14 minutes. I give her 30 seconds. I give her literally 30 seconds because here's the thing is we're both very nice boys that were raised by single moms, but we were both indignant fat kids and we are going <laughs> to fucking have our fucking say. And there is absolutely nothing to be done. <laughs> hey, Dylan, what would you like the people that are listening to the show right now to do? Stop what you're doing right now. Stop doing your fucking dishes. Stop fucking ignoring your family at dinner. I guess if you're listening to a podcast at dinner, that's sociopathic. Rate, review, and subscribe now. I mean, there's some really good ones. Fucking, she has an interview with Two Chains. Where, and this is a part of that we don't remember, but like Nancy Grace was on the like marijuana makes you evil thing and she was like talking to two chains about how there's a, a lady got caught or a lady or an adult got caught trying to get their two-year-old to smoke weed so it would go to sleep and then two chains goes yeah that's not a weed head that's a crackhead and it's like well maybe it is maybe it isn't two chains but that's weed so i know they smoke weed so marijuana is evil comments which is like it must, like I said about Skip Bayless, it must be like, it's either exhausting or so fun to be on Nancy Grace's staff because you're like, what wild shit do I say this week to make people pissed off so they watch? Like, here I came up with a whole list, Nancy. I don't think that Nancy is aware. Like, if you look at what she said in response to the Duke Lacrosse case, which are, and here's just a quote. <laughs> uh, prior to Duke suspending its male lacrosse team. Go ahead. What was the Duke lacrosse case? The like, Duke lacrosse case. Oh, I always, I always assume this is a Duriger thing, but yeah, no, it was a, uh, the Duke lacrosse team was falsely accused of gang raping a stripper. And basically the DA threw the book at them. They basically like destroyed these kids careers and they just was all made up. It did not happen. Um, and is that correct? Yeah. Pro prosecutor at the Duke, um, uh, lacrosse case. That's correct. Right? Yes. Yeah, perfect. I had one panel where I was like, wait, did they actually do that? Like it was everywhere for a while. And then it was all turned around. And Nancy Grace literally said before they um, 
were suspended. She sarcastically noted on air, I'm so glad they didn't miss a lacrosse game over a thing like a gang rape. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Grace is on the case. Um, she also, yeah. Um, after the disbarment of Michael Nifong, my favorite part of the case, the DA gets disbarred. By the way, same DA is one of the cases from the staircase documentary. What the fuck? Um, um, he pronounced um all three uh innocent of the charges. The following bra- um um the following day, uh Nancy Grace did not appear on her show because it was assumed she was gonna have to give a retraction. And uh, she did not. And her guest host, Jane Velez Mitchell, announced the retraction <laughs> Nancy and the innocence. But she'll be back tomorrow with friggin' new people. Yeah. Hi. Nancy Grace is unable to admit that she's wrong. And she's currently in whatever a narcissist equivalent of a insulin coma is. She'll be back <laughs> tomorrow to, I assume, make sure someone who didn't have anything to do with the disappearance of a kid commits suicide. Speaking of which, um, uh, she, um, uh, the Melinda Duckett committed suicide oh, yes. after speaking to Nancy Grace. Uh, basically, yeah, Nancy Grace blamed Melinda Duckett uh, for the disappearance of her son. Well, her son died. Uh, I thought her son had died, basically, because... Miss Melinda Duckett got hammered, and then it's so people. If you can't, it it, it is very dangerous to fall asleep with like a baby on your chest. Mm-hmm. They have no neck muscles, so the baby smothered. Um, and yeah, Nancy. And I think that was a different one. There's okay. two. I think oh, that's there's to- two. There's definitely that, two. There's that's Tony Annette Medrano is part. Is that fucking so sad fucking case? Is the case of the mother rolled over? This is the much worse one where. This is just, yeah, no, Melinda Duckett's son was just kidnapped and Nancy Grace just thought she did it. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, <laughs> this is it. Uh, yep. Tony and Oh, it, um, I have a question. Exactly right. Would you like to know what Nancy Grace said when she found out that Melinda Duckett committed suicide? Oh, yes. Would you like to know? Good. Extremely sad development. <laughs> <laughs> just nothing. She moved on. And then she's like talking about whatever else. Sure, Grace, but Dylan uh, on the show, Tony Annette Madrano was she brought the bottle of vodka onto her set and poured shots to demonstrate how much Madrano had drunk during the night of her son's death. So he's like, she's using the fucking shit she would as a lawyer, like the sensationalist hmm. shit on television. Yeah, she's also doing the it. The baby against... is dead because of vodka, mommy. She said. I, I like it's one of those things where it's like I hate that fucking vodka mommy, but I fucking hate Nancy. Like Nancy Grace is such a fucking pariah of the spirit and doesn't understand that like she is not a journalist, but she portrayed herself as a journalist for money, and now people think that's what journalism is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean she does the the ultimate warrior thing. I don't understand. For those of you that don't know, oh. the ultimate warrior died, um, and Diamond Dallas Page comes on her show. The Ultimate Warrior did not die because of steroids. I mean, I think that is even kind of not true because it was a heart condition, which can be certainly exacerbated by steroid use. Um, yeah, it was. A, so that's it. But it was Nancy's a, side. No, it was a genetic heart condition. The one thing also that was later exposed about the um, the um, uh, the pardon me the uh, the Melinda Duckett case uh, is there was con- a confidential settlement reached between Nancy Grace and the Melinda Duckett family. Um, where a $200,000 trust was set up for Trenton. Um, the settlement was reached a month before a jury trial was set, set to begin in the case. 
according to the agreement, if the yes. young boy was found alive before 13, the remaining proceeds of the trust will be administered to a trustee um, until he turns 18. If he's not found by his 13th birthday or he's not found alive, the funds will be transferred to the National Center for Missing Children, um, which has happened because Trenton has never been found alive, most likely because Nancy Grace did it to make that woman feel bad. <laughs> Mostly because Nancy Grace didn't want him to have the I'm literally going to say this. That is that's a all, joke. That's and another thing she says about the Jim and Sam interview where she's like, well, and then Jim Norton goes, well, you did lose these cases. And she's like, I settled. That's not a loss, which is. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why she, that's exactly to my point of why she has a perfect record. It's the same thing. Like Donald Trump will say, I've never lost a case. And it's like, well, that's not true now. And also it's because he settles all the time. Yeah, of course. Um, this is the funniest thing. Not the funniest thing. This is crazy. Is that after the, so basically she talks about, she's like the ultimate warrior died of steroids for sure. And everyone's like, no, he didn't. And then she's like, yes, he did. And then she starts listing off every wrestler that has died before 40. Yep. And then some of them are like accidents and whatever. The best, the best one is what was the third name on the list? Bret Hart. Owen Hart. <laughs> yeah. So obviously people, and this is, this is, this is wrestling fans is that this is the straw. Oh this, yeah. There's a 10,000 signatures on a change.org within 24 hours. And uh, can you imagine what her emails like, were? She's responsible for two suicides. Everyone's like, whatever pencils, erasers. She didn't know how Owen Hart died. Yeah. Get her. Oh, uh, she didn't. Yeah, because I got news for you. The people that cared about those two suicides are not also in command of at least three Twitter sock puppet accounts that will fuck your shit up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many eggs on Twitter are tweeting about that? Fuck. I mean, I would have loved to see um, before the before he was the devil, Vince McMahon versus Nancy Grace on television. That would have been. Oh my god! He would First of all, fucking killer with his hands. The amount of narcissism in that room would have actually start caused the cameras to turn off. Or they would have just banged hard. Oh my god! Do you imagine they would have been just shitting on each other's heads? <laughs> they would have just been. They would. He would have just started finishing. So. Yes. Um. Nancy Grace was on uh, Dancing with the Stars. What a nightmare that show is. She's appeared as herself on Law and Order. Um, she's, of course, also a big fan of the Hollywood medium, which is insane. Yes. And then she, yeah, the medium um, connects her to her murdered husband, which I didn't watch it, but it must have been fun to watch two people lie at the same time. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I guarantee Nancy would have been like. And he also wants me you to know about my that. HLNs moved me to a new and exciting opportunity Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Do you think that Nancy Grace has a Nancy Grace strikes me as someone that thinks she's very like fun and flirty and comes across horrifically. Like she literally will like walk up and be like, uh, my nipples are very bumpy. Do you want to have sexual intercourse <laughs> with my very beefy pussy? <laughs> yes, well, she has a she has a husband who apparently is like very it's so funny. To read quiet. I get him quiet. Yeah, is exactly. he stepped on broken man who never speaks or is the worst piece of shit is like literally like she's very quiet. And then this absolute dial tone of a shithead, like, like just like, has like, I'll tell you what needs to fucking happen. People need to fucking, uh, learn how to fucking work a goddamn day. And he's like, don't you not have a job? And your wife is the breadwinner for this entire situation. Yeah. I work oh, hard he has for a, a job. bit. He's a uh, investment banker. Oh, fuck yeah. 
So they just sleep on money because it's probably cheaper than the mattress she wants. Yeah, it's probably. They, and by the way, their mattress is probably just fo- the two photos of the two women that committed suicide, and they fuck on each one of their faces <laughs> yeah, each they night. Sleep on top of. They paid the family enough money that they get to yeah sleep on a mattress made of those two women's coffins. How likely do you think it is that Casey Anthony and Nancy Grace had a threesome with Nancy Grace's weird investor banker husband? I'm gonna say I'm putting the line. I'm putting. The, I'm setting the line at a hundred percent. Oh no! Oh yeah. Nancy Grace was watched and smoked. Like sometimes you gotta get away with it. Yeah, I'm on Xanax right now, Casey. So here's a fun one. This is directly from Wikipedia. Apologies. This is just. <laughs> this is a place called. Sorry. This is a uh, part called allegations regarding fiance's murder. In March 2006, the New York Observer suggested that her book, Grace had embellished the stories of her college fiancé's 1979 murder and the ensuing trial to make it better support her image. Grace has described the tragedy as the impetus for her career as a prosecutor and victim's rights advocate and has publicly referred to the incident. And has often, sorry, publicly referred to the incident. Basically, anytime she says something super fucked up, there's also an interview where she recounts the murder of her fiance from 1979 and starts crying wild. Yeah. Have um, you seen what she got wrong though? That's the thing I wanted to just bring up. I didn't realize how fucking much she exaggerated it though. Yeah. It was a, uh, not a random stranger. It was a coworker named Tommy McCoy. McCoy did not have a prior criminal record because a lot of what she goes on is like, it's these criminals running it's, around. They could do anything. And it's like, no, it's, this speci- guy had, yeah, it's so much worse than that. It was specifically, no one spoke for my fiance, this guy got to appeal his case. This guy got to get away with it. He got to delay it. There were all these tactics because the prosecutor just worked with his law. And it's like the guy confessed that night. Yeah, of course. It was a guy who came to a job site with a gun and did something he couldn't believe he'd done. Yeah, the d- jury deliberated for a few hours and got him out. This is so fucking insane. Which is good. Yeah, I like think that, I think that Nancy Grace um, is is. Yeah, it's inter. I just think it's crazy that there's no like hour long YouTube video on how Nancy Grace is a big piece of shit. There is. There's a few like untold, but there isn't like that level of like, I didn't realize that about her fiance. Like of the fucking hour long people who make like, there's that entire genre of YouTube Sir. channels that people make like an hour long YouTube documentary for free that's just clip art. Yeah, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer went to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl and portions of the internet are treating it like the fucking in Vietnam War with the amount of yeah. fucking documents. Like just yeah. these two tired guys who are always yeah. on the road and everyone's like, <laughs> you can see by the way Tom eats that sandwich. He's fucking done with Burt. No man, you guys have clearly just not been on the road. Like, yeah. yeah, first of all, listen, you've not been on the road for 15 years. The reason why he's eating that sandwich that way is he doesn't know how to sit anywhere because he's just there's a period of his time of his life. He literally, he was paid in food and he, that's, so he just, he just, I got to get it in me. But now he's trying to be really thin. So he doesn't have any good relationships with food, which is why he's just staring at it. You know what I mean? And then Bert's just trying not to drink all the alcohol. They're both on testosterone at 50. Life's insane. I mean, it must be nuts to like, there, I mean, there is something where it's like, can you believe I'm a YouTuber for a living? And then based on what they do that should be banned or not that's should be something that should be okay with the government like if the government sees you're making a living off of 
rewatching Two Bears One Cave and just imagining it that the guys kind of hate each other, then they should be like, "All right, you got to go to school." Yeah, I think you like, just you we got to put your band from this. It's like, listen, and I hate you're myself because bi- I watch it. And I'm like, ooh, maybe because I love gossip. Uh, that's the thing is the problem is is that it's I just I just can't believe how many people get into it. It's also that thing of I know a lot of it isn't true. Like it's that thing of like I know that it's I have the same relationship I have with wrestling where it's like. I'm still upset. You know that it's recently come out that Triple H wrote a majority of CM Punk's pipe bomb, and it's like, yeah, of course he did. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just the best. Where you're like, of course he did. None of it's real. No, he's not a he's he's not an outsider. No one no one has that many 2008 bars tender tattoos and is an outsider. If you're of- yeah, if if you're new, if you didn't listen to if you just listened to this podcast and not the wrestler review. Then John was the person who started that change.org once Nancy Grace got Owen Hart's death wrong. That was, by the way, that was the thing that made people angry, but it was mostly she didn't fucking know how Owen Hart died. Oh, yeah. People were better died. (laughs) Because the thing is, the thing with wrestling is wrestling fans have so few things where we're totally in the right and you're totally in the right if you're outraged about Owen Hart's death. And there's no opportunity to be like that in any other facet of wrestling. See, if I was working on the Nancy Gray staff, there's no way I wouldn't have been like, list Katie Vick and The Undertaker in that list. <laughs> Let's have some fun. I got news for you. I, let me tell you what, what you would have saved um, Nancy Grace's career is if a very smart producer went, not only are we talking about the ultimate war, if you just looked down the camera and went, and tomorrow we're talking about Katie Vick, let me tell you this right now, every wrestling fan went, all is forgiven, Nancy. I'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs> Katie Vick was a bad booking decision. Well, fine. Some of them... So, uh, pencils erasers. It's interesting though, Katie. Katie Vick. Nancy Grace is a lot like Katie Vick, like a the, dead body. The no, I was gonna say the sorry. The true crime aspect of society is blown up so much to full documentaries that do people like Nancy Grace still exist? Like I think that they do on a reactions and like basically like it's almost like an extension of talk radio where it's like, she's saying the things over and over again. Like she has basically a thesis statement that she says over and over again, and then invites guests to come on and either yell at her or agree with her. Yeah. I also think that there's a new version of Nancy grace, which is those true crime podcasts that are pouring over specific details that are going out and trying to reinvestigate cases that are, you know, citizen detectives getting in the way of investigations. That's the new version of in that time was through cable television in an era. It was all voyeuristic fantasy. You're hearing about this from a person and none of it's actually involved to your point. They're talking about Anna Nicole Smith, but no one's actually like they're talking around it. They're talking about it. And it's a thing that's just energy and content for we're now in a place where people are like, well, fuck this. I'm going to get a GoPro. I'm going to find Elizabeth smart. And then they end up getting shot. Cause they, for some reason think Elizabeth smarts just at a hunting lodge or, you know what I mean? Like that we, we are all Nancy grace now. Yeah, of course. Nancy grace has two podcasts. One is called crime stories with Nancy grace. And the other one's called crime alert with Nancy grace. And one of my favorite subtle things is, uh, behind the bastards which is like a uh like a podcast it's like a biography podcast run by a guy it's very well researched but it's run by a guy who's like like a you know socialist marxist anarchist guy and yeah. <laughs> since it's on a iheart radio nancy grace's podcast is all is uh, advertised on it a lot which is very funny it is very funny i don't believe that they are on iheart radio anymore i've noticed that and i think it's i guarantee it's something to do with that i guarantee I, it's I just just heard their last episode. Oh, is that f- 
on Robert E. Lee and it had a Nancy Grace uh, podcast advertisement in it. Because I'm just trying to say this. Do this, but like you can sign up for services that will just automatically put in ads, and you have no fucking idea what the oh, ad is. I know, and uh, we don't do that, not because of any morals, just because we're fucking dumb. Not enough people listen to us for those people to take our calls. Second of all, I listen to some real fucked up shit on the internet and get up into some wackiness. I was listening to a bunch of podcasts, which were Noam Chomsky lectures, and one of them had that service, and it was sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee, and that's the best thing that I've ever been a part of. <laughs> I've never listened to something and been like, this is really fun. This is really fun. This is a treat for me, because not only does Noam Chomsky, I guarantee, hate that. Not only, I guarantee Noam Chomsky doesn't like coffee, and the fact that it's black, oh, it's so good. Yeah, Black Rifle Coffee is, of course, the... The alt-right coffee? I don't know. Like, I like yeah, the I idea the... of very right-wing coffee where it's like, not only do we do the process of getting the coffee from the earth, we salt a bunch of the earth, too, just because we hate the fucking earth. Yeah. We're, this is coffee from a place that does not grow that bean. So you know yeah. what that means. We dig for oil good. in places we know don't have oil. We just want to fuck the earth up. We just I'm going to say this right now. Up. Coffee, it's a it's a thing that you need left-wingness to grow it. You know what I mean? I don't want right-wing efficiency coffee. You know what I mean? I want some fucking really? weird, like an open. No, a right-wing person wouldn't have in the open shirt required for proper coffee, Dylan. <laughs> no. Like, I want to see a guy in a full suit where if he gets something on the suit, he completely changes the entire suit. Yeah, the kind of guy that uh, if if someone not even scuffs his shoes but gets too close to his shoes, I got to change. All right, John, that's it for Nancy Grace. That is right now. Of course, she's uh, she's doing her own podcast. Uh, one of the crime alerts is just anyone who's attractive who may have committed a crime. She's on the case. Yeah, let's keep this going. Let's talk about someone else who is kind of a shithead. Let's talk about oh. fucking who can you think of? Kathy Griffin. Um. Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. <laughs> let's talk about okay. No, let's talk about fucking. You wanted to do this for a while ago. Let's talk about Bill Maher. Yeah, let's talk about Bill Maher. So okay, wait. Okay, Club random. I only find Bill Maher very annoying. I remember one time we were going to do it, but I was like, I know to do this, I'll have to watch Religious, and I didn't. And I was like, I just don't have the. Do not watch Religious, Dylan. Look at me. Don't do it. <laughs> Second of all, the re what we were going to specifically do is Club Random because I can't. It got Club Random actually got so insane that it kept going that I had to stop because it's like, oh, this is just real. Like it was one of those things where it was like, I am now part of the problem. This is so bad. Bill Maher is fascinating. Bill Maher is the best. Bill Maher is the best because I've never seen he's someone that just steals other people's personalities, the career. I mean, I want to know more about this and I want to know more about it next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Enjoy the rest of your day, evening, dishes, whatever. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Maybe you're like me. You just put on a podcast, put your phone inside. That's a little time for your brain to have a break. And I hope you Ooh. have a break. See you later. Dylan, I love you. I love everyone who's listening. <laughs> See you in hell, fuckos. Shit, fuck. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Yeah.